0: How's it going, Marcus?
1: Hey, what's up, brother Marshall? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Good,
1: good. I'm
0: saying, hear me, okay? Oh uh, yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. All right. So, how does this whole thing work, anyway? Well, you're on the air live right now, so um, you know we we you know I call it <laughs> I call it the uh, Fresno Capital Formation Radio Show. Uh, but tonight, we you know, we're going to, you know, use, we're going to go ahead and, and call it the Marcus uh, Marcus Winston Radio Show, you know, M&T, Credit Repair Service, so we can learn a little bit more about credit, how important it is, what it can do for us. Uh, so I think I'll, you know, let you take the stage because that, that's your field of expertise.
1: Okay, I appreciate it, brother. well uh... So happy to be here and happy to be able to you know, share this information,
0: represent my company. So I appreciate you having me on here. Well, not a problem. You know, thanks for taking the time. You know, it's, it's, it's always better to share two minds better than one mind. So, of course. So um, pretty
1: much, like, just kind of give you a little bit of our background. No, you know, been working in this industry for now four years. I've actually have had a few different mentors, as well as uh, I am a certified credit counselor. You no, know, and our business has been running, helping people raise their credit score rapidly. And honestly, as I the longer I do this, the better I get at it. I mean, it just seems like well, originally when I first started, I, my timeline I would give customers to be about six months, but now it's just I, I seem to keep slashing that time and down, down, and down to a point where. I've actually had customers as you know, quick as three months, have a turnaround time of maybe fifty to seventy points in their credit score growth. You know, so I'm just like I'm just happy to be able to to share this information and how it actually you know, a lot of it is basics that people can do to be able to help raise their credit score. They don't even realize a lot of them are apps that you have that you, know, you can have access to. Just you no know, uh going into your Play Store. You no, know, just in using what's available to you. And know, so just it's as simple as ABC once you really start getting into it, to be honest.
0: One of the things you know that caught me was you said that you're able to uh exponentially boost people's credit score like in a ninety day time frame uh process. You know, I, I myself used credit repair companies in the past, Lexington Law you know, you know, other little companies, you know, and, and, and their costs, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty expensive, you know, when it starts talking about, you know, the results and, and I don't know, I don't think you get those kind of results, you know, paying over 110, 130 dollars a month, you know, and and your services are, are quite, you know, like a third of that cost.
1: Well, I mean, the reason why they charge what they charge is because of the fact that they're lawyers. And I mean, but, what they're doing isn't rocket science. A lot of this is stuff that your average consumer can do on their own without the use of a lawyer. So really, it's it's like you're overpaying for the person to do the work. The person needs to be doing the work. So really, if you think about it, if you can, if it's something you can do yourself, what do you need to pay them for? You no, know, to be perfectly honest, I mean at least if you're going to go pay somebody else, find somebody that actually gives you a fair price, where that actually still can get you results. Because with companies like Lexington Law and a lot of others, they only go at this the credit issue from one side. And it's just a flawed way of going at the problem. Because your credit isn't just based on what past history you have, it's also how you're managing your you know, your budget, how you're managing your credit now, you no, know, and going forward and understanding what things can hurt you and what things are can become a hindrance in the future to actually impact your credit score negatively and they don't give you any of those type of tips and advice towards those things. They just go back and they fix whatever problem you already have had in the past. And even then it's on their time frame. So by working with us to distinguish and you no know, change in the processes, we're going at it from the credit repair side of you know helping out past items, but we're also coaching you through the process as far as What are some easy ways you can be able to raise your credit score, get some easy wins, where you can raise your credit score by adding positive payment history using certain apps or to build positive payment history through having the right type of accounts that can start really impacting your credit starting day one. And it's because of the fact that we we work from both angles of trying to raise your credit score by building up and adding more trade lines. At the same time, trying to remove the negative trade lines, it just exponentially speeds up your process because you're not, like I said, you're not just trying to deal with the problem after the fact. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like when you know if you're a plumber and you see uh, a leaky faucet. No, you deal with the leak, but you don't deal with the mess. No, you only fix half the problem. That's exactly why we're so effective. We deal from both ends.
0: I mean, it sounds like you know you got it all figured out because, you know, you know, from my past experience, you know, there's, like you said, it comes down to the approaches and the strategies. You know, I think, you know, one of the strategies that, you know, the other, other people will use is like, you know, three concepts, you know, either the account's not yours, you know, you're never late, pay on time, pay on, you know, all that other stuff, you know, nothing like what you're saying, like, you know, additional trade lines, you know, things like that, you know, would, of course, help, you know, I even now start to learn, like, trying to get into uh, settlement, you know, settlement options then you know, having to uh, let it linger for seven years before it falls off your credit, you know, just try to, you know, make uh, payment plans. Uh, like you said, you know, it's not rocket science, but depending on, you know, people's work situations and what's going on in their yeah, lives. A lot of people are afraid of it. They're, well, they're not, afraid of it. They're, they're
1: afraid of dealing with their credit because they don't know what the outcome is going to be and they're
0: scared of what the
1: outcome can be. I mean, when you go talk to some of these companies, you're so used to having to say I don't have it because most of the time when you're having credit issues because you probably had a financial hardship at some point. So because I don't talk about my customers, obviously, I can talk about myself. So from my own past history, the reason why we started this company was because my credit was jacked up and I had to figure out how I can get myself out of the situation I was in and to be able to get a house and be able to, you know, start qualifying for business credit things of that nature. So one of the first things I did for myself was I started calling each of my credit companies that I owed them money, and I started figure out who's willing to work with me <laughs> to be able to get some of these bills down. You know, and I had about, I think it was right after tax time, I was like, I had a little bit of money. I'm like, I wasn't going to trick it off. I told myself I'm going to be smart. I'm going to put this money where it's going to help me the most. And I went through my credit, and I just saw, like, certain items that were impacted with a lot of negative history. But also, you know, maybe we had lower balances. And I started lining them up, and I called each one. I was able to take, I think, around $3,000 worth of total debt, and I was able to reduce it down to about $1,600. And I paid off all of it and it closed about four different accounts. And that was just like all in about two month time frame of just kinda of calling each one, getting them all removed, and just by doing something like that. And it's like I didn't realize I didn't have three thousand dollars. But I just wanted to see like what I could do. But the fact that they were able to bring it down so low for me, that worked out because like that was a lot of accounts I was able to get cleared and that opened up a lot of doors. I mean that's the thing people don't understand when credit, when you have good credit doors open. So when you're going at these situations like you no know, you can't you you can't walk into these situations thinking that cash is going to be able to get you the whole, whole way. Of them you may not a lot, a lot of these items are going up in price. So the only thing that helps you to scale to that higher price is having good
0: credit because your credit can always scale your cash can't that's the problem that's a good point because you know like you said you can't walk into a bank and say hey i want to withdraw 250,000 or 300,000 to take you know put on you know go buy a house they're going to be like you know we don't have that kind of cash and so basically you know use your credit and that's how the wealth wealthy people are doing you know the 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 people that are having you know this wealth in, in the country you know they have you know having this credit that's how they're able to have these lifestyles and you know, take these vacations and trips, you know, because they're using their credit.
1: Yeah, people don't realize you have like travel rewards cards. Like you can get all kinds of things paid for. My wife and I went on a date. Like I think we went to Roof Chris or something. No, oh, I thought it was it was some nice some nice spot. Whatever. We saw there was a bunch of like those little like gift cards in her rewards. We use a bunch of rewards. We go on dates on those now. We just pick places We're like we will go here now. And we go to those dates for free. We don't even pay for our dates anymore. We just use, you know, the rewards points. You know, so it's just like little simple things like that, just understand, like, you know, using your rewards and stuff, and that only comes with having good credit, you know, by having those, you know, getting those type of offers, because you're not going to get those offers unless you have decent credit. So you have to build it up. And the thing is, the people that have great credit, they find a bunch of ways not to spend their money. Or they, when they do spend their money, they they're getting rewards points and, and benefits just for doing so. See, the thing is, when you have bad credit, people want to sit here. They like they really want to question you about taking your money because they're not sure if that money is going to be good. But when you have good credit, they'll they will just take your word for it. You no know, on anything, and you can walk into a, a dealership with no money in uh, no cash in your pocket. Good credit, you can go walk you no know, right out with a nice car. You can walk in there with ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars worth of cash, and bad credit, and they might tell you come back with a cosigner. You no, know, and it's just like it's just that's just how it is now, and it's like so you really have to understand that credit is king, and you no know, cash is is the, just the old thing, you know. So you have to start you know getting with the times and understanding, you know how you have to protect your credit at all costs, so that way you can be able to have those opportunities because it only takes one or two things to ruin your credit. But as long as you're you know, understanding exactly what hurts your credit, what helps your credit, which is one of the things my all of my customers get is credit education, so that way one day they don't need me and I can just check in on their credit and it's like autopilot. I, I see their credit going up and up and up every so often every time it updates. So it's just like it's a beautiful thing once you understand what to do because the problem is most people have no clue what hurts or helps. So,
0: I mean, of course, if we knew, we would all do better. I I think, no, you know, the, the credit system is so outdated or antiquated. I mean, it was like came around in the 1950s, the Fair Isaac credit uh, system. And like you said, you know, the lower your credit, the more interest rates you pay, and that's how the banks get rich off of you and these car finance companies because they're, you know, able to, you know, charge you more interest, even buying a house. Yeah, exactly. you know, pay more pay more, pay more money or more interest because you're more riskier.
1: Of course. I mean, they want to sell the cars to the people with good credit just because of the fact it gets more of those cars on the road. They're waiting for that one person that comes in there with a, bad, with a bad credit score that's going to need a 25% interest rate just to get this car done. They love seeing those. That's like selling a car and a hat <laughs> so it's on the same car. So your profit margins skyrocket when somebody walks in with bad credit. So that's why the credit system is set the way it is, is because it keeps people who would typically be in poverty because only people that have problems with pay- paying the bills on time are people that are just barely getting by. People that are wealthy, they'll just make their payments on, on auto pay and they'll forget about it. You know, so, those, so it's just kind of helps. You know, it helps out the, the classism stay in position the way that it is. So that way anybody who's you know, fighting to try to get in those type of positions to be able to you know, uh, live a certain type of lifestyle or have nicer things, they would have to make sure they can keep up those payments if you ever fall behind. It's going to be a long way to get back to where you were. So it's just a matter of just understanding the key thing is to always be building credit. Always be, you know, make sure you have something that's building your credit, whether it's a credit card, personal loans, whatever, make sure you're making all your payments on time. And, and if you can't, Keep all your balances as low as possible. So like I don't, I don't tell anybody go get credit cards and go crazy. Like <laughs> if you can't buy five of them, you can't afford one of them. Okay, so keep your spending in,
0: under control, and your credit will continue to grow. Well, I think like you said, you know, you know, keep your credit, you know, credit card or your credit balance in check. You know, I learned, you know, over the years not to use more than thirty percent. Um, and also going back to what you were saying about the car dealership, I found a, I researched and found an article that you know during the pandemic, like last year, that auto debt increased. Like people were buying more cars despite the pandemic, where you know people owe like almost 1.4 trillion in auto debt. You know that makes up five percent of our of the of every American consumer debt in the U.S. You know, and and that number is continuing to grow. And like you said, you know, the better the credit, the lower the interest rate or the better the car or the better the terms and the rate you are, because, you know, if you pay more interest over a long period of time, then like you said, those banks and and those finance companies are making money, um, you know, and and that's kind of like you said, you know, you educate people, um, you know, the importance of credit and then what what are their goals? You know, everyone has goals. You know, I have my goals, you have your goals. And like you said, you can't share on what next person's experience was, but, you know, for me, you know, being able to, you know, have a better finance rate or being able to have like a line of credit, especially having a business, being a business owner, that allows you to leverage, you know, like you said, other people's money, but you have to be responsible to pay it back within that 30-day term or like having an AMX card. AMX is great, but if you don't pay it in that 30 days, the interest rate kills you. Oh,
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So un understand your terms on, on anything that you're getting into. You know, every single uh credit card or loan's gonna have a term a terms and agreements for them and it will tell you exactly where everything is that you have to deal with, whether you have annual fees, what your interest rates are, you know, when you, when you need to have your payment in, when they uh they report and everything to the credit bureaus, like all of it's laid out. So just make sure they know, you know what you're getting into. There's some great companies out there to deal with. Um, honestly, I'll say for anybody on here, I would let them know that the easiest, the first thing I tell each of my customers, and I tell them this in my free consultation, so I'm, I have no problem sharing this one piece with you right here today, is there's a company that's a simple app. It's so easy. It's called Self. And Self is a self-savings app that allows you to save money at the same time build credit. And the whole way that it works is is that they're signing you up for what's called a secured loan. And they're just letting you make monthly payments on that said secured loan. So you choose how much you want to put in. So all my customers go with the minimum amount, which is $25, just so they can get used to saving money. By doing that every single month they'll be adding more positive payment history while saving money. It's the easiest possible way to be able to get yourself going. And it's good for people that have no credit. So if you have nothing there, you're just trying to get started, go get yourself a self account and come back and let know holler at me in two years. Tell me how no tell me thank you later for giving me the advice to go ahead and go with self. And tell somebody else to do the same.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, good advice. I know about self. You know, uh, I get emails from them all the time. It's like the um, other account uh, that I also recommend. You know, as a I would say a good starter is to open up a, a Credit Strong account, where that's you know they're pretty much getting a, lo- a secure loan in the CD, self and, and self self and um, Credit Strong. Credit are very strong. Very yeah. similar. <laughs> yeah, similar. Uh, you know, like you said, you know, it's, it's, it'll start boosting, you know, their credit score, or at least their trade lines, and, and they can start off with the minimums. Um, but, you know, we're in Fresno. So, how do you shake up the, the rooster, or like I say, the, you know, the, the, the egg basket, you know, at Fresno? Because people in Fresno, man, they are like stubborn bunch of, you know, people, <laughs> you know, and you, you try to move them, shake, move them, and they just don't, don't listen. They're like, Lead, they just don't don't hear what you're saying. You know, the words you're saying is is you can you can say yeah I, they're 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 making sense. You know what you're telling me is fact <laughs> stuff, but it just doesn't like set or gel in the brain to where the mind starts to think and starts saying let me act on what you're talking about. How do you, you know, how do you get your clients and how do people, you know, embrace the what you're telling them, which is right. Okay, so. Most of my clients come from referral base, so
1: that's one thing I do love about this because you know, everybody who I work with knows I do good business, so they know to come back and send other people to me. Now, when it comes to getting people activated, really, it's you start seeing a lot of people when they start like taking certain steps in life or they start you know, start having kids and start wanting a family that or say they want to get a car you know, or they want to be able to get their credit up because they're tired of being crappy. Like Those are the people that usually end up coming to me because you have to have a sense of urgency because who wants to pay somebody to help them figure out how to fix their money? Though It sounds like another bill sometimes, but then when you look at the fact that most people have been working their behinds off, trying to figure it out on their own, spinning their wheels, being frustrated in the process and not getting anywhere, That's where you want to be able to call somebody else in to help you show you the way to be able to make what you're trying to make happen a reality because we have a super ridiculous success rate right now with all of our customers, with them growing their credit scores. And it's like, why not be the next one to be able to do the same? Why not be the next homeowner? Like like I said, I started this company because my credit was bad. Me and my wife are now homeowners right now. We bought our first house in 2019. No, we're actually looking to buy our second house right now. No, and the benefits of being a homeowner have been huge. I mean, we've been able to refinance to lower our monthly payment, and then we decided to refinance to pull some money out. And turns out we still have a lot more equity left to go because the housing market went up so much. And see, that's the thing yeah that yeah our house our house was we bought our house it was two hundred and fifteen thousand what we bought it for. The house was valued at two hundred twenty five Our house right now well we have a house that's exactly the same model in our neighborhood on the market for three hundred and forty five thousand dollars. Our exact same model we're like, well, that's the new value,
2: <laughs>
1: apparently so as soon as it sells, no that's the comps, and that's how much our house is valued. If our house is three hundred and forty five thousand dollars i mean we're gonna sell we're probably gonna sell our house and go get something else, but just the fact that we even have this option like if we were still renting, we wouldn't have these options no the rent is the rent when you're renting with the, whatever you're dealing with if they decide they wanna raise the rent they wanna know no uh turn around and put new conditions or whatever, tell you what you can and cannot do, not fix certain things. I mean, so when you had dealing with those type of situations, when you're a renter you have no control. So for me, becoming a homeowner just gave us a sense of control over everything that's going on in the household. And sometimes that's a headache, but no, a hundred percent of the time it, it definitely feels good to be able to you know, say this is our property, we can do what we want. <laughs> so uh, I, I definitely encourage anybody to like look into homeownership, even in this market. I mean, I believe there's still so much, so many opportunities, and I know that the uh, I know there's going to be a lot more coming down the way as well too. But it's best to get ready, set no, to stay ready. they have to get ready. So get your credit right now. So that we have an opportunity presents itself, stuff, you're ready to rock and roll.
0: Well, another thing you know that I want to touch on. You said that people come to you from referrals or get to a point in life, like a life changing experience, you know, whether they have kids and want to have a better lifestyle and make a change where now they, you know, want to start taking their credit more serious or focusing on improving their credit because, you know, they want to, you know, change their improve their lifestyle. Uh, You know, me, you know, my personal goal is to, you know, like what you said to refinance because of the inflation in the market, I've seen my, you know, my, my value go up, you know, double. And so I, I, myself, I wouldn't want to sell. I'm not a, this is not a seller's market for me. It's actually an investment. And so, you know, I would look at, you know, buying another one and, you know, having an investment property. Or, you know, as you know, my, my thing is to, you know, continue to invest into, you know, my, my own business where, you know, we're, you know, having these innovative products and services. To you know, be able
2: to
0: you know go 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 to capital markets where the return on investment is is like more than a hundred times, and so the risk outweighs the rewards. You know, for me, you know that's kind of why you know I'm glad I did meet you because I might you know you know have you know do some things you know that I mean I need more faster results because you know I'm I know a little bit about credit and stuff, but you know I don't always say I'm the kind of person to know it all. And I do know, you know, like how important home ownership is. I think I was telling you, you know, I'm actually studying right now my test to become a mortgage loan officer, so that I'm able to, yeah, you know, be qualified. So I'm, I got a couple of more models to go. I gotta, you know, finish this test by the 23rd, and then, you know, I take my test in January. So I'm, I'm crunching right now. And so, you know, once I pass that, I'm able to help people, you know, like myself and people that, you know. I know that you know need help, especially during tax season and tax clients where people get these refunds. Don't just blow it, you know, on, on material things. You know, make sure you know you take that money and invest it into either a home or some type of you know retirement savings plan, or you know buy some stocks or, or of that nature. Because you know that money, you know, is is you want to be able to make make money, make money. Let money make money can make money for you. You know, like I was telling you before, like. Yeah. There's three kind of uh four kind of uh quadrants. You know, we can go work for a company and make the employer rich, or you know, we can be a self employed, work for ourselves, but the business on us, or we can become like an investor, you know, that kinda, you know, invests his money in people, and people in the company, you know, has people that manages it and, and runs itself, or we can become a business like, you know, McDonald's or something like that, where they have these franchises right. that duplicated. And so that, those are the levels, you know, and and that's called the cash flow quadrant. I kind of want to, you know, have that passive income, and that's where wealth building comes in. At and and so right now, you know, I'm at a stage in life, you know, where you know I'm looking at the future on how I'm gonna do wealth building, and so that's kind of why you know and 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 looking at my finances is important, and you know also making sure the risk the rewards outweigh the risk. But once again. We, we we're in the fog out here. This is a Bermuda triangle when it comes
1: to it. <laughs> see the thing is it's like, you know, the more people the more people get into whatever their like whatever their normal lives are, the more they kinda of lose track of these type of things. But really, you know, it's the same thing I've been saying. Like we especially in the black community, we really need to have a focus on business ownership, entrepreneurship, you know, and really for people to really focus on education because, you no, know, and education doesn't mean sometimes in a traditional sense. Sometimes it can mean like a trade school where you can learn how to do work and how you can do, you know, particular tasks. That way you can have skills that can pay bills. We really need to focus on those type of things because the more we focus on that, the more we can become, uh, really put ourselves in position to be the working class as well as, the, uh, you know, the executive class. No, at the same time within our own businesses and within our own communities. Because by doing so, no, we can create an economic floor for our own people. So and so for me, that's why like I wanted to go into no into credit because I already understood it very well and I enjoyed it because I had experience doing it for myself. So for me that was what pushed me into that realm. But for anybody else, there's always Something out there that we can be, you know, pioneering into that, you know that, uh, you know that industry, you know, or even to you know collaborate with others on like-minded ideas. You no, know, I mean, I know you and I. We've talked, you know, briefly about, you no know, you know, development projects and stuff like that. and, uh, and how we can be able to, you know, be a benefit to our community. Now, that, to me, that just makes sense. You know, so it's like, why not find other like-minded people and you no, know, a lot of what you've done is actually reminds me of, uh, of uh, the late Marcus Garvey, you know, bringing people together, you know, towards a common goal, you know, for our own people. And I think that's just amazing. So I just wanted to say, you know, saying uh, kudos to you, you know, saying your hard work, you know, your uh, dedication, you No, know, saying to even put this type of uh, opportunity together for uh, for anybody who's willing
2: to be to be a
1: part of it. Because I know you kept it open to anybody, to all people. But, I mean, just giving people the opportunity to invest in their own community, I think is huge.
0: You know, that that takes me back to to what you're saying. Fresno is like the ag capital of the world. I think every year they bring in, like, $7 billion in, like, agriculture throughout the whole, like, Central Valley region. And out of that seven something billion dollars in, in 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 revenue or agricultural uh you know that that agriculture generates you know how much of that seven billion is trickling down you know to the black community or even you know of course the people that pick the food, people that grow the farmers that grow the food and the grocery stores that sell it to the consumers yeah I think we're we're on the consumer end you know we're we're so conditioned the that grows. That somebody ships it, somebody stocks it, somebody
1: storages it, and then somebody ships it again. I mean there's there's so many people that get paid in that process, just getting it from you no know, all the way from the root to the store back to your uh, to your doorstep to your plate. I mean that's a that's a long route. There's a lot of people that got paid in that process. We need to be in the in that mix on every level within our own community and have even opportunities in other people's communities. like What if we were to take over shipping for several different companies because of one of the few shipping companies that actually has enough workers to be able to operate normally? I mean, well, there's huge contracts available for something like that because a lot of them have labor shortages. Like, What if we decide we're going to be the laborer, we're going to have our own company and just rock and roll and get those jobs done? I mean, it, it just only
0: makes sense. But, you know, that comes down to looking at, you know, the distribution of a product. And, and so, you know, the distribution of, of how, you know, agricultural and, and, and you know, how, it, like you said, how it's shipped and grown and picked and sold. You know, you we, we're yeah. you know, here in, in the valley or like in a slumber, idle mind, they they, you know, complain more than, you know, taking action. Like if you have someone that is actually educating you, you know, dropping, you know, these, these nuggets, you know, giving you this information on how to, you know, like you say, either be credit strong, improve your finances, how to be a, you know, invest a little bit, like start off with $25. We're not telling you to, you know, take life savings, you know, and things like that, but start off small. And if you receive results that are achieved, you know, then, you know, you take a little bit more steps forward. But, you know, until we until the whole, not all, I mean, it's almost like there's so many different cloths, you know, that people cut, no know, cut across that people are woven and made from, you know, it's almost like, you know, it's almost where no one wants to see no one do better than another person. That's the kind of mentality or the attitude or approach, you know, where it's like well, the old. Old versus the new generation, you know, just kind of holding people back, and it's like the crabs in a bucket. One crab can't get out; everyone got to stay pulled down, and that's the poverty. Poverty <laughs> wants to keep all everyone in poverty, in poverty, in poverty, because of the mal distribution of wealth. In the same way with the distribution of agriculture and how it creates an economic, you know, power mainstream for, for Fresno, like seven billion. The same way. Is the way the process is through distribution of, uh, of 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 agriculture. It has to be with wealth, and it has to start off with finances, and first, like you say, uh, understanding the credit. You know how to maintain it, how to own ownership. You know those are the building blocks to, to keys to the wealth. And, and I don't yeah. know if if it has to be in the churches, because I think the churches play a big role in in the community as well, because they also generate a lot of you know, income from donations. So they're like the oldest institution that has a lot of influence. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, maybe I need to start talking with some pastors and, you know, doing some, you know, passing out yeah. some flyers it after their sermon because, you know, someone has to teach the people, man, to lead the sheep. You know, I'm not the sheep herder, but, you know, it has to be somebody because we, we all about. there's a lot of lost sheep out here. A lot of lost sheep. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of our people that can
1: be getting, like, I mean, you you you, show, you told me about this uh, this information before about you know how black people you know tend to spend the most in tax uh, tax prep. You no, know, I'm like that's for people to know prepare and file your taxes, and like we somehow end up at the most expensive places or paying the most amount overall. That's that's shocking to me, and it's like I would love to see. Like and stuff like that is stuff that most people don't know, you no. Know, but if they did, they would definitely start looking into other options to try to figure out what can they do to, you no, know, to, to rectify that so that they can you know have a better situation, or whatever that may be. You no, know, because if you can save money somewhere, or you no, know, any any dollar you save is a dollar you just earned. You know saying? If you spend less on things you don't need every year, you know you're gonna put yourself in a position where you have a lot of extra money you didn't expect to have. And that opens up opportunities for investments. But, I mean, until you realize there's a problem, no, you're not even looking for a solution. I think that's what most people are. I think that they've, they've gotten used to the situation they're in being their sense of normal, where they don't want to change because they're afraid it could be worse. And I think that's where it has a lot of people stuck. Not willing to make a decision or willing to make a change because of they're afraid of a worse situation. Because what they have is at least manageable. But it's to me, it's like, you no. Know, if somebody puts a, a bandaid on your bullet wound, like it may help slow the bleeding some, but I mean, it's really not getting the job done. You know, you need like real care. And so I think it's the same thing. I'm like, you no. Know, they're just happy to have some relief, but at the same time, it's really not solving the problem. So we need to show them what solving the problem would look like, so that way they'll be like, "Oh wow, this is way better." So That now I'm able to have somebody help me actually find ways I can be able to you know to better manage my taxes or save money when I'm doing my taxes or not have to spend as much given to, you no, know, my uh, paying taxes every year. You know, things of that nature, just really, know, seeing, you no know, a comparison of what, no you know, their before and after, I think, would really help them out to be able to see like, okay, this is where I need to be from now on. You know, because, I mean, once you start seeing the problem, the, the solution, you know, when you see the problem and you look at the solution, you're going to choose the solution, you know, saying, every single time. You're going to choose a path that's going to give you a better outcome every time. So, you know, we just got to get, you know, people like yourself, you know, to be able to show them the way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, myself, we can, we can talk to them, they'll know what's up. Like, hey, you are being taken advantage of. Let's do something about it.
0: Well, I wouldn't say the word wouldn't be taken advantage of. They're being exploited. The word is exploitation and capitalism. capitalism. And and to go back, you know, and, and kind of know touch on what we were saying about why do black people pay more for these tax loan products is because of the credit. You know, they don't have the credit to get you know traditional, you know, bank loans or walk into a bank and be uh, a credit you know worthy or meet the credit qualifications. And so these tax time financial products, black households or African Americans. Are 36% more likely to use these products than white households. That's more than two thirds. You know, and that's like more than 20 million people, 20 million American taxpayers spend at least an estimated half a billion dollars. A few, you know, this is back in 20, 2017 when they did this survey on financial products. Basically, that's like saying that if you overdraft your bank account, you know you're going to pay the $35 fee. So it take that. So divide that by half a billion. That's going to tell you for twenty million people had to open up, you know, these temporary accounts, you know, because they wanted, you know, this quick money. Where, you know, what you are saying, you know, what I'm trying to do here in Fresno, as far as, you know, give us an invest, you know, uplift us financially, is to create, you know, an investment, you know, opportunity where these people, instead of, you know, taking this money, making these banks rich. We can go back and reinvest into our community by supporting, you know, an app that would allow you to, you know, it, it basically it comes up to setting every community up for refund deposit. So no one should have to pay, you know, more even pay, that, pay for that, pay for something that they're not going to get, especially if it's based on credit, which comes to be like, okay, well, why did you pay for it if you're going to get denied based on your credit? because you, you know, couldn't pay for your tax preparation fees up front. I mean, irregardless, it's like a standard, you know, it's like, you know, you, you know, they're promising that you can qualify or apply for this. You know, what if you removed all of that, as long as you get, you know, your money is coming from the federal government, then, you know, 500, a thousand or $1,500, you know, credit advance would be, you know, granted, you know, that you don't have any delinquencies in your account. And that's kind of, you know, what, my whole initiative is, you know, when it comes to this kind of product that I know thirty six percent of the American population of black people are going to buy this or going to spend money on this product. It's it's I gonna know be- a lot of people that actually they'll get that little loan right when they
1: get started, when they finish up doing the taxes, once everything is approved and then they wait for the rest of the money to come in. Yeah. And that that's actually I can't think of too many people but I know that haven't gotten that before, at least once. Well, I think most of the time that's what they do, because they want to get that extra cash real quick so they can pay a bill or you no know, do something real fast. And next thing you know, they have that now. They you know they're loaned out and they're paying interest
0: and so on and so forth. You're right. Yes, yeah, so it's a cycle, yeah. you know, every uh, debt trap cycle. Where I wouldn't say it's a debt trap because this doesn't like a credit card that weighs on your credit. But what if you had the opportunity to, you know, take this, uh, you know, in advance and pay down debt, like what you said, what you did every year to get where you're at, to get credit strong or able to use that money and and purchase a house. And so that's kind of why me being, you know, focusing on this mortgage loan license and, you know, being able to, you know, qualify people for, for being able to buy homes. Is because I'm in a position where I see it, you know, from the front front lines. You know, I know what their income is. I know exactly on, you know, what they are capable of qualifying for and not just selling them, you know, some, you know, dream that, you know, yeah, you can buy a home. This is these are like realities if they take these steps. And then, of course, with the right credit education and credit counsel like yourself, man, you know, people can be homeowners, you know, like you said, in a matter of, you know, months, if, you know, they're they're disciplined enough to follow, you know, the the counseling or the program and, you know, also having an app or a company that can finance them to do those things, man, you know, that's kind of like saying why hey, wait on the 40 acres. I'm sorry, go ahead. What did you say? I said that's like, you know, the promise of the 40 acres and a mule, why people are still waiting on the 40 acres and a mule because they're waiting for handouts when, you know, you can pretty much, you know, take your own destiny in your own hands.
1: You got to start doing for self, you know, and you got to think about your lineage, you know, like, what what my next generation is going to have. Like, I remember I, actually, I had this one customer in a totally different industry, you know. I was actually, I used to work in solar. And I just happened to knock on this guy's door, and so, I was, you know, it was a really nice neighborhood, like Clovis, I think it was. It was like, a, you no know, Nice house, looks like it was probably about, you no, know, little three-bedroom, single-story, ranch house type of house. Okay, you know, looks pretty good. Knocking the door, the most unassuming, most regular white guy I've ever seen in my life just came out, probably about 28 maybe, you no, know, pretty young. Okay, i well, hello, sir, are you the homeowner? He was like, uh, yeah, I'm already shocked I'm expecting to go get his dad or something. You know, but okay, this is the guy. Now, while we're talking, I kind of asked him like, a couple questions. I'm like, so like, how did you get this house? He was like, oh. He was like, actually, my grandfather bought this house. No, he just gave it to me. I just paid the taxes on it. And I was I was just kind of just shocked. Like, I was kind of just taken back. like, what? Like, he just gave you a house? Like, like, people do that? Like, and it just kind of threw me off because I had never heard that before, but I mean, I guess I knew, always knew it was possible, but it was di- it just hit different when I just saw it in real life. It's like this guy was as regular as could be, regular could be. He just he told me he was a, a mechanic, um, hadn't been doing it long, <laughs> and had three kids, a wife, and had a house, and he only had to pay taxes on it. And I was like, how beautiful that situation is. And then when I I started looking at the houses. So I'm like, I need to be able to do that same thing for each of my kids. No no matter what, to me, my goal became, if I can be able to provide each of my kids with a house that they can live in, the only thing they got to do is pay their taxes on. I have effectively made their lives significantly easier to the point where they don't even have to worry about where they're going to live. They just have to worry about everything else, like, no, and that to me is like I'm taking the biggest expense of their life out off the table, right yeah. there. And there. I right, think that's so
0: that's such an advantage. It it is because the first like 15 years that you own a house, you're paying all that money in interest, and if you're giving somebody, well, like we might have lost our guest here for right now, but uh, we'll go ahead and end this. Uh, show of capital uh fresno capital formation uh thanks again for um joining us live today and we will stay continued and uh we'll stay tuned for our part two of our uh capital formation radio show